we have the abilities to come out of it, to come out of it stronger. Um, but we know that with friends, especially in the United States, across the faith community, we shall overcome. Welcome, I'm Scott Young, and this is a special edition of the Influencers Podcast. Israel has been brutally attacked. Terrorists from Hamas have launched rockets. They've come over the border. They've invaded a Jewish festival dedicated to peace and massacred people. There have been beheadings, the kidnapping of young babies and elderly grandmothers. Friends, we gather today to talk about Israel. We want to look at two things today, what's happening and what we can do about it. When I hear the stories, and I have friends in Israel that send me stories and pictures every day that bring tears to my eyes and uh, a heaviness to my soul. We've got some guests with us that are going to help us with the conversation. We're going to talk live uh, with Yuri Steinberg in Israel, and we're going to talk with a compassion leader in America, Wendell Vincent. And we're glad that you've joined us. Yuri, we're going to start with you. We're, Yuri is a fascinating uh, background. He's ninth generation Israeli. He has really concentrated on building bridges between Israel and North America. He has served in key positions in the Israeli government. He has worked especially in tourism from 2011 to 2014. He was the Minister of Tourism's North American Marketing Representative in Jerusalem. Before that, he even worked for the Israeli Ministry of Justice as a senior assistant and spokesman. He makes his home in the beautiful city of Tel Aviv with his wife and two young daughters. Yuri, we're glad that you've joined us. And um, tell us how you're doing and tell us how your country's doing. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, um, Scott and Pastor uh, Wendell. Um, <clears throat> we are in, a, I guess, a complicated situation. It's it's hard to wrap your hand, head around it and, and kind of put it in words because this has been... I think for, for all Israelis, probably the toughest week we've ever experienced in this country. Um, what started as a very peaceful Saturday morning um, changed into a horror show that we haven't seen since the Holocaust. Um, mm -hmm. We were caught by surprise. Our intelligence was caught by surprise. And what started as a beautiful Saturday morning ended in a, a massive massacre of uh, right now 1,300 um, Israelis, mostly Jews, and around 200 people that were kidnapped um, and to Gaza. Um, we are confused, we are angry, we are worried, but um, at the end of it, I got to tell you that there is this, um, this ongoing new energy of optimism and of this feeling of togetherness um, that the Israeli people have this unique ability to bring force together, to care for each other, to volunteer, to step up their game, and to make sure that we know that this people here, we, uh, we, we should overcome. I mean, uh, people have no doubt about that. So there's a lot of anger and fear and, and mourning, and yet there is a very strong feeling of hope and resilience um, that we feel seeing what's happening around us. Um, so this has been a very confusing weekend, a week. And of course, as a parent, you're trying to guard and trying to filter what you're hearing around you, 
um, to your parent, to your uh, daughters and to your loved ones um, has been obviously a challenge. So I will definitely not recommend it to anyone else. But I got to tell you, if something was keeping one of those things that was keeping me smiling a bit during the week was um, was you guys, our friends in the United States, whether it's uh, um, what the president said three mm -hmm. days ago, whether it's this barrage of text messages and emails and you name it of people in the U.S. and understanding that we're not alone in that. We've got an ally, we've got a friend, and we will, we will not walk alone in that. So that's yeah. kind of to uh, summarize um, the feeling and emotions these, at this specific time. And, and we do. We stand with you. We stand with Israel. Your dad, you've got two young daughters. You live in a city where the sirens have, have gone off. What do you feel? What do your daughters feel when those alarms go off? And uh, you know there's an attack that's coming. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we're lucky to have Iron Dome, which is an incredible technology that intercepts um, rockets that are thrown out, that are shot from Gaza. And yet, at the end of the day, um, my kids and any kid understand that someone is shooting at him. Mm -hmm. Someone is trying to kill him. Um, the sirens are... are very sophisticated because sirens are only uh, um, uh, are sounded if something is if, if a missile is being shot at your specific geolocation, your neighborhood. Um, so there, it's a very, I think, deep feeling of someone is trying to kill me now. Um, and that has been very troubling and that is very hard to um, to filter and to explain because at the end of the day, young kids um, try to understand why why is someone trying to kill them, and mm -hmm. this is something that has been kind of this ongoing repetitive argument and and thought in people's mind. Why are they trying to kill me? Why are they trying? Why are, why have they killed innocent citizens, kids, women, elderly? And and at the end of the day, I think one of the one of the resolutions of this very traumatic week is that we're just wired differently. If, mm -hmm. if we had thoughts about the abilities to converse and to, and, and to come to some sort of an agreement that will be based on, you know, I'll give you this and you're going to give me peace. Um, I think this week has taught us all once and for all is that, you know, um, we cannot have any conversation, any negotiation, with people that behave in a, in a way that is immoral, inhumane, that reminds us of atrocities that happened um, mm. 85 years ago, or, or even closely um, if you look at ISIS. So um, as a parent, I have to um, be frank with my kids. I try to be compassionate with my kids. I try to explain as much as I can. And yet understanding that this is something that will go on with them as Heartbreaking and as unfortunate it is, uh, we have no other place to go. You know, this is the land of the Jews, and we came here not because it, we had a, a pleasant ride throughout the last 2,000 years. We came here because we had no choice, and um, we're fulfilling a vision and a dream for so many generations. And you know, gosh, we're not going to give um, we're not going to give anyone the pleasure of seeing us 
going to a different country because it's inconvenient right now. Yeah, many of our uh, friends in our country know and remember the trauma of 9-11 when terrorists struck at our nation. And uh, they identify and feel this is a, a battle of darkness against light, of, of pure evil against goodness. Um, and as, as that battle rages psychologically, spiritually, politically, militarily, what, what's the mood of the uh, community that you're in there in Tel Aviv? You know, in the first, I think the mood has definitely changed for better. Um, now that we have a unity government, you know, that mm -hmm. we're able to put politics aside, this has not been the easy, easiest um, nine months. Uh, the first nine months of the year has been very, very tough mm -hmm. internally. But uh, um, this crisis uh, really shoved everything aside and we formed a unity government and we understand that this is a fight we have to win. And people that are being um, called for duty know that they're being called to duty to protect your kids and their family. And there's, you know, it's it's very very clear. But I think one of the, one one of the feelings that we have right now, um, and I mentioned it to some friends in a conversation, if um, you know the Old Testament in the book of Hosea, Hosea eight seven, um, it says that um, they saw the wind and reap the whirlwind, meaning that, you know, they had certain intentions, but at the end of the day, they, they ripped um, horror. Um, and, and, and actually, when, when you, you hear Hamas interviewing right now, they're trying to explain to the international media how come not only have they done what they've done, they've also broadcasted it. They didn't even try to hide it. They broadcasted live um, um, horrors. They murdered an 80-year-old 80 80 woman and actually um, got into her Facebook account and live-streamed it. And so what they have done is completely... Um, outraged the world and completely put them, if they had any ambitions to be seen as some sort of a freedom fighter or whatever, now the hashtag Hamas is ISIS is winning. And what they have done is allowed us to show the world exactly who they are and to receive, I think, some sort of an accreditation or acknowledgement from the international community of course, there's always the naysayers um, uh, and, and across the world who, of course, forever and forever will blame Israel for whatever is happening, but allowed us to, to um, um, explain to the world, to show the world who we're facing. And I think now we feel that we've got the support of the West world, like Western world, like we've never had. Um, and we're moving forward. We understand that this is, it's either us or them, and we have to. Um, we have to push harder and make sure that Hamas will not have the capabilities anymore, that Hamas is removed once this thing is over. So at the end of this week, I think there is a glimpse of, there is a, there's much more hope in the streets of Tel Aviv, and you see more people smiling as we bury um, our, our, our loved ones. 
And as we bury, you know, the 20-year-old people that went to a music festival, uh, the women who was uh, having a breakfast with their uh, grandkids, um, and all of those mundane things that were just interrupted all of a sudden. Well, across America, faith leaders are standing and uh, standing with you. And we are going to talk with an outstanding faith leader, uh, pastor of Canyon Hills, uh, Assembly of God Church for four decades. Wendell Vinson is a visionary. He is a, a strong biblical teacher. He preaches the great commission, but he does it with great compassion. And he joins us from California. We're very glad that you're with us. Your church is amazing. Six campuses that stretch across California. But Wendell, you are a strong voice for compassion and a strong voice for support of Israel. Um, can you give us some of the reasons that your heart moves towards Israel? Well, Scott, this uh, attack on Israel and, and in fact, anti-Semitism in any form is, from our view, demonic at its core. It's just uh, evil, and uh, we need to call it what it is. Uh, we stand with Israel, and we stand with Israel. Sometimes people get confused. Standing with Israel doesn't mean we agree with every policy that Israel has or all the politics that go on in Israel. We don't agree with all the policies and politics in our own country. But standing with Israel does mean that we stand with them with regard to their right to exist peacefully in the land. We believe that God has made a covenant with Israel relative to the land. And that when we stand with Israel and their right to exist in the land, that we are on the right side of not only history, but we're on the right side of God's word. For the God that we serve is a covenant-making and a covenant-keeping God. And he clearly demonstrates that yeah. as it relates to Israel and the land, uh, not only historically, but in real time. When Israel became a nation again in 1948, it was, in fact, uh, a realization of something that God's word had declared shall be. And so we stand with Israel because we stand with them in their right to exist peacefully in the land. Also, I would add to that, Scott, that to be pro-Israel does not make a Christian anti-Palestinian. It does not. And it's been framed that way, sadly. The church loves people, all people. And in many regards, this tragedy illustrates how sometimes the, the message has been misunderstood by people that if you pro, are pro-Israel, somehow you're anti-Arab uh, or anti-Palestinian, couldn't be further from the truth. Um, we honor God's covenant. We stand on the side of God's covenant. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We love and serve everybody in the land. And uh, this is an important time for God's people to be prayerful. What has happened here is it's, it's just tragic. It's beyond imagination. I was talking last night with some of our leaders from our church who are there, a team that was there doing ministry. And um, they've been there, you know, many, many times uh, with teams from the church. They've seen all kinds of things, but this is, this is different. This is, this is historic and it's tragedy. 
And um, we need to pray. We need to pray for uh, Israel, for the peace of Jerusalem. We need to pray for wisdom as Israel responds. Mm-hmm. Because uh, certainly the goal for Israel is not, ca- is not civilian casualties, but there will be civilian casualties. And that will be exploited through the media. And it will they will work to try to frame that in a way that is uh, um, inaccurate. So we need to pray for Israel. We need to pray for their leaders. We need to pray for our own leaders in our nation that are working with Israel uh, to for God just to give them supernatural wisdom and direction as they move forward. Uh, and as we do that, we will honor God. Now you have a team currently, if I just heard you right, from your church that is in Israel uh, currently, what kind of work do they do when they go to Israel? You know, each each time and each team that works in Israel has a different mission. Uh, this team was specifically working with uh, Messianic uh, Jewish people and Arabs uh, who are Christians in the reconciliation even within the church. Mm-hmm. There's a reconciliation happening. In Jesus, there is not Gentile or Jew. We are one new man. And um, so they were there, and, and they were part of a team and a ministry from the church that is really sowing into reconciliation between uh, both Messianic Jews and Arab Christians. And then they were serving the, the larger Jewish community in humanitarian ways. It's amazing that they would be there on a mission of reconciliation and peace when this uh, warring spirit has uh, really come against the country. But God bless you, your church. You've been a voice uh, for Israel as a pastor. You are a co-founder of CityServe, which is a compassion ministry. And from the earliest days of CityServe, they made Israel and blessing Israel one of the key objectives. Can you tell us a little bit about what CityServe is doing and why they've chosen, not just recently, but years ago, to honor the people of Israel? Well, one of the ways that we have done that over the decades, Scott, 57 trips over the decades of taking pastors to Israel to study in the land. Only 3% of American clergy uh, has that that teach the Bible every single week have actually visited the land of the Bible, and so uh, decades ago we realized that for them to accurately teach God's word and for them to really understand what God has done in that land, they needed to be immersed in the land, and so thousands of pastors over these decades have traveled, and we've scholarshiped them to go to the land of the Bible. Seminary students, uh, young pastors. Uh, pastors that were just beginning their ministry and some uh, that have been in ministry for decades themselves. And what we found is that when they walk in the land, it does something. It changes them. When they are immersed in the land of the Bible, it becomes uh, so much richer to them. And so that has been an initiative that we've had for uh, some time. Uh, Over the past few years, there's been a longing to a move beyond just exposing pastors to the land of the Bible to really sow into the country uh, the needs of people. There are many people, as you know, much of the budget of Israel uh, has to go 
by virtue of their situation to their defense budget. So that means that in Israel, there are people in need. There are people that have immigrated back to Israel or come from all over the world to go to their homeland and to the home of their heritage. And many of them uh, are in poverty. Many of them struggle and uh, we want to serve them. That's been our goal. We've served them through partnerships there for many decades to do humanitarian work, to get food and, and clothing and care into the, into the places in Israel where it's most needed. Um, we want to continue to do that, but we want to do it in a larger way. We want to, we have a peace plan. Part of that plan is to advocate for Israel. We advocate for Israel among our own leaders so that we can see our leadership and our nation stand strongly in support of Israel's right to exist peacefully in the land. And um, so we're, we developed uh, this year, uh, and Yuri has helped us tremendously. He has been our point leader in establishing our legal entity there, City Serve Israel, uh, for the purpose of uh, being able to see a more comprehensive humanitarian response to all the people of Israel, Jewish people, Arab people, uh, Messianics, all the people of Israel to be able to respond to their needs in the in the name of Jesus Christ. And so we have done that and we are uh, friends of our Jewish brothers and sisters there. We love them. We thank God for them. We stand with them uh, with all that's within us. And, and let me say, if anyone that's listening has an opportunity to go to Israel with Pastor Wendell, it is amazing. I have traveled on Wendell's bus, and it's fun, educational, and inspirational. So get a hold of Pastor Wendell if you want to get to the Holy Land, because the tours will continue, and we need to continue to go to Israel and be a part. Yuri, what can we do now just... As the war continues, and it's yeah. not it's not a short issue, it's, it's going to be for a while, what can we do to best support the people of Israel? Yeah, thanks. Uh, before before I, I, I answer that, I just want to say, you know, Pastor Wendell was talking about kind of the, 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 the various groups in Israel, Christian, Muslims, Jews, believers, non-believers. <laughs> All of those people, unfortunately... Um, were killed you know muslims were killed christians were killed mostly right. jews were killed um no one was spared because mm -hmm. and this is this is the the beauty of israel israel allows this diversity of of, of people of faith regardless of who you are um and we we're extremely proud of that and we we're extremely confident and uh, we're going to make sure that we can continue to allow, you know, Muslims who have, you know, identity, who identify themselves, some of them as Palestinians, and yet they're Israeli, and they understand the complexity of it, and yet they are um, loyal citizens of the state of Israel. We understand that it's not an easy place to live. As someone who is not Jewish, this is a democratic and a Jewish state, and yet we're able to coexist. Um, and and if, if, if one thing I do believe that this heinous attack was is actually going to be a force of good, a further kind of bringing together people. Um, and, and, you know, you've asked what we can do. 
And I think um, Christians across the U.S. have proved yet again, um, as they have done for so many times during the last years, that um, they're the kind of biggest friends that Israel has. I kind of tied my faith around this relationship of Jews and Christians after I was exposed to this outpour of love and support from a community that was not even aware existed. And I put it as a life's mission to make sure that as many Jews in Israel and across the pond understand this incredible bond because too many people um, do not understand it as they should. Um, and, and it's my life's mission to really make sure that the bridges are firm and sturdy and, and we come together as, as one, as people who, who derive from the same origin. Um, and first of all, it's just first and foremost, just pray for us. Mm. Just continue to think about us, think about um, the, uh, um, the 200 or more that are captured now in Gaza. Kids, families, elderly, women, most of them unfortunately have been raped, that are somewhere in a bunker in Gaza. Um, and those savages um, are, are keeping them as, as bargain tools. Um, pray for wisdom. Unfortunately, our leadership has not proven to be very strong in the last uh, week. Pray for wisdom. And um, for now, this is what we need. I think we have the abilities to come out of it and to come out of it stronger. Um, but we know that with friends, especially in the United States and across the faith community, we shall overcome. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, of course, there are those, the materialistic issues, of, of course, as well. We're talking about, um, I have a friend who served with me in the army who lost his life uh, four days ago when he came out to protect his uh, family. Um, his wife, uh, unfortunately died, uh, but his kids survived. Um, his kibbutz, one of the first kibbutzes down South, uh, no one can argue that it's a settlement or whatever. Um, yeah, the kibbutz lost 10% of its people, 10% of its people just vanished. Um, so those communities, and unfortunately it's not the only community will have to be rebuilt, will have to be. Uh, physically rebuilt, emotionally rebuilt, spiritually rebuilt. And I feel that the Christian community uh, will, will have a place to, uh, will have a, will have a place at the table um, and will be part of this new uh, building of communities that will thrive despite the atrocities, despite the hate, will thrive and will flourish once again. And I've heard in your voice uh, several times during our conversation, yeah, there's been devastation. Yes, there's evil. Yes, there's darkness. But there's hope. Yeah. We, we shall overcome. There is that inside of you, which we really appreciate, uh, Yuri. And, and we, are, we certainly want to be part of the solution. I, I think, Pastor Wendell, through CityServe, there are ways to support the Israel initiative and some of the things you've talked about, even with practical, compassion, gifts. 
how could somebody that's listening, one of our influencer friends today, how could they connect to uh, help Israel in an hour of their need? Well, they're able to go to cityserve.us and on that page, they will see a uh, CityServe Israel banner. Uh, all of the funds, 100% of those funds uh, will go to respond to this um, devastation in Israel in the areas where it is most needed. Uh, one of the you know, goals of CityServe is to uh, steward those resources in ways that have the greatest impact. And um, it's difficult from the U.S. sometimes to understand and assess well the greatest needs. CityServe has a team on the ground in Israel that are working hard to make sure that we're responding to real needs in the most impactful way. And we will do that by serving both churches and synagogues in the land uh, to serve the people in greatest need, to partner with uh, people who are uh, like-minded people that have a heart for Israel. And uh, there's some wonderful things happening uh, on the ground, even now in terms of uh, you know clarity on the next steps to take. And so cityserve.us is the portal. That's the webpage. They can click on the banner that says CityServe Israel, and that will give them some direction. It will also spell out the peace plan, which is our lo longer initiative. Peace is an acrostic for a plan that we have. We've had it in place long before this war broke out, but it's especially important now. So I'd encourage every listener to visit CityServe US, hit the CityServe Israel tab, study that peace plan, and you'll, you'll see our strategy behind responding both to this need, but to the longer term need in the land of Israel. Yeah, and I want to thank you, Wendell. You're very busy for taking time to talk with us today to give us the what we can do. And then Yuri for joining us and telling us on the ground what's happening in the land of Israel. Thank you to both of you. Uh, but Pastor Wendell, one of the things that Yuri said is please pray for Israel. So if I could ask you, Pastor, to pray, he asked us to pray for wisdom. And uh, you mentioned in your uh, talk just praying for the peace of Jerusalem. So maybe all of our friends can join us in prayer. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Scott. Father, we are so grateful because we know that you hear us when we call out to you. And your word is very clear that you promise to bless those who bless Israel. That when we pray, the psalmist said, when we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, we're praying a prayer that will actually bring blessing and prosperity on ourselves. And so, Lord, we pray. We pray, God, for all of those who've been impacted by this tragic mm -hmm. demonic uh, uh, attack that has taken place. We pray, God, for the healing of those individuals, each one of them or someone's son or daughter, families that have been fragmented, pain, unimaginable pain that has uh, come upon them. Lord, we pray for them. We pray through your people that you would touch them and comfort them. We pray, God, that their very real and practical needs will be met. We pray, God, that you will restore to them their peace and their joy. We pray, God, for the leadership, both in Israel and in our own country and leaders around the world that are engaging to respond, that you would give them supernatural insight and wisdom. We pray, God, out of this great tragedy, that somehow, Lord, you would work powerfully to bring healing and to bring restoration 
to bring clarity with regard to evil. And mm-hmm. God, that we would be people who would let our yes be yes and our no be no. And that, Lord, we would rise up in this hour and uh, be the people you've called us to be. And we're praying for uh, our beloved Israel. We're praying for the families that are there. We lift them to you today. We pray for those that are still being held hostage. And right now they're in some tunnel somewhere, some building somewhere, and they don't know what to make of their future. We pray for the mom who's son or daughter is fighting in this war that has been called up to duty and they haven't heard from them since it's all begun. We pray, God, for your hand upon them. Protect them, we pray. Be with them. God, cause your presence to comfort them. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. All of God's people say amen. Thank you so much, Um, Yuri. We pray blessing on you and your family, Pastor Wendell, you and your wonderful church, and for all of those that are part of the Influencers Podcast. We're here to make a difference, to be an influence, to bring light to darkness, hope to hopelessness. So keep shining in a dark world, my friends. I'm Scott Young for the Influencers Podcast. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus. Jesus.